Welcome back, back, chicken Chicken heads. heads. You're on, or you're listening, shall I say, to Chicken Hen with S&M. I'm Shandy, which you know by now. (laughs) I'm Addison, of course. And you're joining us on episode eight, Girl Power. Yeah, and this episode is going to be exactly what you think it's going to be about. Girl power, women, things us females go through, the strong things the difficulties just the ups the downs that's what we're here for exactly um one thing we'll just let's go ahead and just dive in you ready it's gonna be a little bit more serious yeah this this first bit definitely um we're gonna talk to you about postpartum depression um which you saw we put, did a post and we had a good bit of y'all send in some stories and y'all's experiences and we appreciate that. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Yes, we do. And y'all are strong. Y'all are warriors. You're amazing. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not for the weak-minded. It's you, not. You got to be strong. And you, you might not think you're strong at the time, but you are. And this is something that needs to be discussed because not many people will tell, you know, a new mother, like, hey, you're going to have a lot of hormones going through your body going whack. Exactly. Like, they're, they're not telling you, like, hey afterwards you know you're gonna feel a little crazy you might not feel like yourself you might have these unwanted thoughts yep you know and it's more than just going to the doctor and filling out a questionnaire because honestly you're not gonna tell them like oh you know what just two days ago I thought about killing myself because I thought the world would be a better place without me you yeah know, you're, you're not gonna put that you're gonna lie <laughs> Exactly. Because you don't want them to think you're nuts. And you're not. You're not nuts because a lot of women have went through it. Oh, yeah. There's more than 3 million cases diagnosed per year. 3 million. 3 million. Let's just get, say that again. 3 million. 3 million. million. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we got that point across. But, you know, just know you're not alone. Um, me, speaking from experience, um, with Brady, um <laughs> I, I had the perfect pregnancy, perfect afterwards. I, my labor was a little difficult, but that that it's nothing. Um, but afterwards, I might have had the baby blues a tiny bit, but nothing where I would have been like, man, I have postpartum. I was like, oh, I feel great. I'm happy. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going on with my day. So when I went to go have Bronson, you know, my pregnancy was hellacious. I was depressed. Um, just a lot of uh, outside situations going on that we couldn't control. And that we were trying to rectify, that we were trying to find solutions, like finding a house, because we ended up figuring out that the house we were in at that point in time, we were going to have to move out the month I was due with Bronson. <laughs> so that that put a stress on me. It's a crazy roller coaster for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up having to move in with my mom. Not something I wanted to do. I'm very independent. So that put me in a rut. After I had Bronson um, and the situations I was in, I just, I was not a happy person i was happy on the outside if if you want to say that um because you put on a smiling face for your kids okay um there's different forms of depression or postpartum depression i got the one where i didn't want to harm my kids i wanted to harm myself i thought the world would be a better place without me i had extreme guilt i thought anything that did go wrong was my fault and i somehow some way could have prevented it even though i couldn't have and I finally just now started coming out of that within the past few months. 
and you know my situation's changed we've got a new house and everything like that so things are going well for us and I've stayed happy for my kids because that's what you you know you're supposed to do you gotta stay strong for them but on the inside I was crying I was sad I was depressed I was hurting but I had an outlet me right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know poor her and then she dealt with a lot of it and poor Luke y'all are the troopers yeah. But, you know, there's other ones, like stories you'll hear in a minute, that um, where you have thoughts of wanting to harm your kids. And it happens to everybody. And like we said before, not everyone's going to want to admit it. No. Um, it's sad. Like I said, the reason people don't want to admit it is because they think that something's wrong with them if they do admit it. And there's nothing wrong with them. Exactly. There's, you're not any weaker. If anything, you're stronger. Amen. And it, it takes a strong person, a strong woman, to deal with something like that because you are not yourself. You have so many hormones going through you, and it just it plays just a huge toll. I mean, you you, yes. you lose your appetite, you lose your sense of self, you you lose any want. You can't sleep even though you want yeah, to. Yeah, insomnia out the ass. You know, it's just there's so many different things that play into factor here, and we just really. We want you to know that you're not alone. If you are feeling this way, there are outlets, and it's okay to talk to somebody. It is okay to feel the way you're feeling. Just talk. It's there's okay. there's help. Go yeah. talk to your doctor. They'll help you. And, and people around you, they will help you. And if and I know many men don't understand what you know we as women go through with carrying a child and birthing a child. You know, and they don't really know how to help. But the best thing you can do is be like, don't leave me alone with my kids. I don't feel safe. And right there, we'll give them, hey, okay, I need, I, she needs help. Yeah, she needs my attention. Like, let me be here for her. You're not alone. And sometimes just simply having that person there helps. Helps. And, and, and talking with them about because I know it can put a strain. Yeah. It, it put a big strain on me and Luke for a while because, like, he just thought – he was the reason I was unhappy. He wasn't understanding. Yeah, he didn't understand. And I myself wasn't quite understanding. Um, no, I, I was. And then, and then, yeah, in this journey, too, everyone everyone has a different journey, but, you know, you, you find yourself. And I've come to realize that I guess I've been slowly finding myself in a way. And, and you're doing um, a lot better. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing way better. You're than, actually buying yourself things and not feeling exactly, guilty about that. Yeah, slowly but surely. Small steps, small steps. And that's a good thing, though. Like, pamper yourself do something for yourself because you as a mom come first too yeah yeah and you matter you have to fill your cup in order to fill everybody else's and we all we have a message um a voice message that we got from this lovely lady um i believe her name was davita i could be wrong um but she she sent us a lovely message on her experience with postpartum so we'll let you by the way, your voice sounds beautiful. Yes, yes, you sound very sweet. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and add that in. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and let you listen to her. Hi, Shandy and Madison. My name is Devita, and I saw your post on Facebook asking for women's stories about their experience with postpartum depression. I had two babies in two years, and my experience with my first was beautiful. I was in newborn bliss and everything seemed really easy. And when my second came around, um, 
it hit me really hard. And I didn't realize that I was depressed until I had pulled myself out of it and I remembered what it felt like to not be depressed. But in that darkness, I learned how to mother myself. And that was the greatest gift that postpartum depression gave me. I learned how to look after myself first and fill my cup first. And it's from that place that I'm able to mother my children in the best way that I can. Thank you so much for allowing us to share. All righty. We just want to say thank you, Davita. Yes. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful story. It was. You have a beautiful voice. I love the way you say your name. Yes. It's a very pretty name. But, you know, it takes a, takes a strong woman to admit that we go through that. So we give you props. Oh, yeah. Strong Definitely give you props. You go, girl. You go, girl. We're going to talk about, well, I'll let Madison do it. She's more, she's more uh, versed in this. Uh, a, a close personal friend of ours yes. has gone through this. She's a very close personal friend of ours. Um, she went through postpartum depression with her second child. Um, and not only was she breastfeeding, but she also got a tubal. Um, just a few months after having him. So that cut off a lot of supplies with her hormones and made everything go bonkers. I mean, her mind went haywire. She was in the back bedroom of her house at one point, putting up clothes, and she just started feeling like somebody was with her, like watching her. And when she was telling me the story, it gave me chills. And uh, so she blocked off that whole back room. And there was that one point in time where she was bathing her littlest one and she just had this thought, this voice saying, push him under, push him under. So she snapped out of it real quick, went out there to her husband, like, hey, you need to go in there and, you know, finish it. She finally told him, like, hey, don't leave me alone with the kids. Luckily, you know, he didn't. He took a few weeks off of work. Mm -hmm. She constantly had people around her. She did go and seek help. Um, Again, nothing wrong with that. No. And it, I believe... Uh, it lasted two years for her, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's doing great. She's an amazing person. We love her. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Very proud you. that she got out of it. We love you. <laughs> we love you so much. You're on the only other people that we'd love to watch our kids. So. Yes. <laughs> but um, another thing, too, is it can hit you at any point in time. Um, it doesn't have to be right after. It can be six months to a year after. It just depends, especially if you're breastfeeding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because your body's already sitting there, being like, "Okay, I'm. I gotta have these hormones to keep producing this breast milk for this little one that's depending on me." Yeah, exactly. So like, it can happen at any point in time. It hits everybody in different ways. One, um, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but it'd be a good. I think you'd love to watch it. Um, is Working Moms. Um, it touches on postpartum depression a good bit. It was a very, very good show on it. And um, it, you just have, like, all these, like, four different moms, I yeah. think. And just all different walks of life, just going through different stuff. And one mom who is trying to figure out herself again after having a kid and just, like, not knowing and not feeling herself and wanting to die. Yeah. Or the another example... Um, we didn't have any stories sent in on this, <laughs> but where um, you just decide you don't want to be a mom anymore because, uh, well, it's just it's just not in you. It's just not part of you. You you just don't want to do it, and you decide to just take off and leave your kid with your husband or grandma your, and grandpa. Yeah, your significant other. You know, your lady. That whatever. could easily be postpartum depression as well. Exactly, that's another case of it. But that that is. 
You don't use that as an excuse as to why you're just fucking crazy because you want to go and hoe it up after you have a baby because you're young and you just now decide you don't want to be with one person the rest of your life. (laughs) And then you want to be in an open relationship, but whatever. Hey, cool. You know, to each their own, you know. Not our cup of tea. Everyone's sipping their own. (laughs) 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 That ain't none of our business. But, you know, it hits everybody in different stages and you know, at different times. It just. Yeah, we're, we're all built differently. So just know you're not alone. Um, we're you, here for you. You ever want to talk? You exactly. can hit us up. We will talk. Or um, one other story, another story that we got sent in. Do you want to go over it? Or? You can read it. OK, um, this one's a long one. Um, let's see here. Let me go to it. I'll, I'll try and get through it as fast as I can. But it, I think it's a great story, and she she went through a lot, and I give her such high praise, and you're doing awesome. We're yes. proud of you. But uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. I'll just, her name, well, I'm not going to give her whole name, but her name is Sarah. Um. We'll start out. This is how her story goes. She had a daughter in April 2017, and truly words cannot comprehend the love I felt and still feel for her. My life finally had meaning and a purpose. Well, me and my husband loved her so much that whenever she was just five months old, we decided we didn't want to wait any longer and decided to get pregnant with our son. All we were focused on was the love we would have for another child, not really the responsibility that came with that love. My pregnancy ended up being high risk. My son was supposed to be a twin, but I lost one and my body absorbed it. And my son was measuring way too small, the third percentile for her whole entire pregnancy. Whenever she was 27 weeks along, she got really sick and ended up going into septic shock and was rushed to the, or rushed to Erlanger and was packed down with ice and fans blowing on her for two days because her fever was too high and it was causing her son to go into distress. Uh, They ended up being at that hospital for four days. During that period, they had to leave her 10-month-old daughter with her husband's brother and his wife, and she had never been away from her, nor had she ever left her with anyone to babysit her before. And to say the least, she was devastated. She ended up having to stay on antibiotics for the remainder of her pregnancy. She was induced to have her son a week before her due date. She ended up having a hard labor, and her son was so short he wasn't going into the birth canal. He was more so bumping toward her thighs, and after many hours of having to turn back and forth and repositioning, he finally was in the right position. And After 21 hours of labor, no epidural, uh, no pain medication. By the time he got uh, out, she was in complete shock. She couldn't really comprehend that he was even her child. Uh, he, she just stared at him and couldn't feel the love and overwhelming joy she so desperately desired. When he finally, or then he ended up not getting the amniotic fluid out of his lungs, so he had to be rushed to the nursery to be monitored through the night. This wasn't the birth she had imagined. Her daughter's birth was the best experience of her life, and here she was, completely devastated that she didn't share the experience with her son, Walker. As the months went by, she was completely overwhelmed. There she was with two babies, a one-year-old and a newborn. Her hormones were growing crazy. She was exhausted and wasn't bonding with the child that that so much depended on the love and nurture that she needed or he needed from her. 
She's a stay-at-home mother, and her husband provides for them. She's not quite close with her family and did not quite trust anyone, kind of like us, (laughs) with her kids and uh, because of her childhood experiences. So aside from her husband's family, there wasn't anyone that she felt comfortable watching them. Uh, They all worked, so she couldn't catch a break. And she was up all hours of the night with the babies because her daughter was teething at that point in time. And her molars were coming in. We can, we all know how that is. Oh, God, yeah. So when she was sleeping, he was awake. And when he was asleep, she was awake. She was just so overwhelmed with not getting into sleep. And she could remember crying and looking at her son and knowing he was so beautiful and perfect. And that she loved him so much, but she just couldn't feel it. She prayed to God to let her feel that love for him. It's just heartbreaking to look at your own child and feel that they aren't even your child, but she couldn't do anything about it. She ended up having really bad anxiety, and when her son was six months old, the panic attacks began. But she refused to get help because here she was, a Christian, trying to live for God and show and teach her kids that God, the love of God and that she couldn't feel the love that she'd had for her own son and was in the mindset of praying and expecting God to just take it all away and fix it. But oh, how she's learned sometimes he puts people there to help us, but we have to take the steps to receive his help. It was in late January of 2019 when her anxiety manifested into something she couldn't control. It got to where she couldn't sleep, and when she tried to sleep, it's like her brain was still awake and her eyes were closed, but she just, she knew she wasn't sleeping. This went on for two weeks and she ended up being awake for four days straight. And during this period, she couldn't even take care of herself, let alone her children. Oh, you're good. And she did not trust anyone with them. Uh, So her husband had to take a leave from work to take care of them. And she felt like she was losing her mind. She and her husband have always been very close. He's her best friend and it caused a wedge between them because he didn't quite understand what was going on or how it was even possible for this to happen. I was so desperate for someone to help me that I just didn't feel like a child who really needed their mommy, but I didn't want the mom that my mother had become. I knew she would only give me further problems, so I faced it alone for as long as I could and thank God for my mother-in-laws. I have to give her so much credit. She would come and hold me at all hours of the night as I cried in her arms, not knowing what to do, and because I was in such a bad place and couldn't do anything on my own. She took care of me, and she got me the help that I needed. While my husband took care of our kids, I had to go away to get help. I waited until I couldn't control what was happening to me. I was gone for a week in a hospital that felt more like a prison, and I couldn't see my family. I waited so long to get help that it took me away from my family. Finally, after a week of getting the rest I needed and some antidepressants in my body, I got to come home. My husband stayed home for the rest of the week. I came home to, or he came home to take care of me. I was on the road to recovery, but it took me a while to even feel like myself again. Coming home, I felt like a stranger in my own home. I would sit and cry because everything looked familiar, but it didn't feel like my home, and that was from my sleeping pills, so I came off those and finally felt a little better. I will never forget how hard my daughter took being away from me, and her and I are literally best friends, and she's always by my side. If love had a definition, you would see our picture right next to it. 
I would call her when I was in the hospital because I was dying inside without my kids and she would just cry and then the day I came home at first she really wouldn't come around me and then that night she pitched an awful fit one that had me shaking all over and crying because I was still in a rough place but it was how her feelings came out and when she calmed down she laid in my lap and held me and cried and wouldn't let me go I've never felt such heartache I ended up getting a good counselor who came to my house once a week for our sessions, and she helped me so much. The counselor took about seven months before I was well enough to stop having her come, and some of my issues were deeper than postpartum, but here I am today. I do have to take Zoloft every day, but I have zero anxiety, which is huge for me. I have an amazing relationship with my son, and God answered my prayer. It may have took a long journey and took me places I did not imagine I'd ever be, but I'm not ashamed of it. I can feel the same love for my son as I have for my daughter, and looking at him and being able to love him the way he deserves and being able to be the mother to my children that they deserve has made this journey worth every step. I also want to stress how important it is to not be afraid to get help. I am proof that it can turn into something you can't control and you don't want to be in that position. Trust me. There is no shame in wanting to better yourself, for your children, and even just for you. I hope that my journey can help someone who may be in a similar situation. Amen to that. Yes, it's a long story, but well worth the listen, the read. It's, it's a beautiful story. It is. And like we said before, we commend you. You are strong. You are beautiful. It shows so much growth and just you as a person and a mother and what a mother should do for her babies and that's just awesome. That touched my heart, Sarah. It did, yeah. It, for real. It, it was very moving. And we love you. You go, girl. Yeah, girl, you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, we just want to let you know you're not alone. We're here for you. I mean, some of y'all might not know us. <laughs> That's okay. But it's okay. We're not shy here. Just, no. Just come talk. We're an ear to listen to. Just, just if you need somebody. You know, it just, I'm a really good listener. Get the help you need because you are important. You will always be important. Yes. You're not alone, which is something I will tell anybody and everybody. You're not alone. You matter. We all matter. Exactly. Everybody big and small, which also brings us to, we want to encourage and bring up other women. Yes, we want to empower each other because you know what? Females are bitches. Okay, I'm saying that, yes, I'm a female and I can be a bitch. Very judgmental. Yes, exactly. And I think we need to be our biggest supporters, you know, because people are fucking ugly. Men, men are ugly. Okay, like, they, they are. And I feel like if we build each other up, if we water each other's flower... It's just kind of like the post we put up the previous week and it says, let's root for each other and watch Watch each each other other grow. grow. I mean, that's perfect because, I mean, seriously, if you plant good roots and you have good structure, like you can only blossom from there. And we have to water it to be able to blossom. Exactly. And the thing is, a compliment goes a long fucking way okay and they're fucking free man all all it does all all you have to do you see you're walking by and you see johnny over here wearing some shiny ass cowboy boots that you really like you say oh hey johnny nice cowboy boots you got going on today 
What I like to do is when someone's not smiling, I'm always like, oh, I love your hair. And then they just start. Oh, exactly. It's a compliment. It brightens man. them up. You don't know what's going on in someone's day, someone's life. And it could be something as simple as that. Just one smile, one compliment, just one nice thing, one nice gesture could turn somebody's world around. And, you know, like I said, us females, I think, need to do a better job at, uh, like, being there for each other. Because you know what? Just because we aren't super skinny or we don't have the straightest teeth or have the perkiest tits or, or the, the prettiest hair exactly that doesn't mean we're any less than you you know and and another thing just because you're fucking pretty if you have an ugly fucking personality that makes you fucking ugly straight up i don't care how fucking pretty you look on the outside you start talking run that fucking trap and you ugly and you nasty and you talk down to motherfucking people don't come at me Shandy. This is about this is supposed to be about empowering Shandy. I am empowering. I'm trying to empower these other weak ass bitches to not be weak ass bitches. Help each other fix each other's crowns. Exactly. Exactly. If you see a, another chick's crown tilt it, help her. Build her up. Build her up. Don't be the ugly one. Be the good in the world. I like I always tell my son, be the good. There's so much ugly. Yeah. There's so much ugly. Be the good. I always tell Jameson, be the best him that he can be. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if you are a size double fucking zero or a motherfucking, I don't know. We'll go with. 38. A third, I, yeah, I, I was going to say 42, but I don't know if that's size. And if it is, girl, you rock it. Okay. I Hell don't. Yeah. Like, like Lizzo, man. Rock it. I love okay? Lizzo. But like I said, it doesn't matter. It matters what's on the inside. And more people need to understand that. You know, it matters, like, what kind of heart you have. Beautiful hearts create beautiful not, minds. Exactly. Not what kind of materialistic shit you have. Or... I don't care if you're driving a brand new Dodge Dart. I don't give no craps. Now, if you sit there and you're like, hey, you want to go out and eat? I'll be like, no, let's go to a picnic. I'll make the food. Yeah, see, that's me. Like, I love thrift store shopping, you know? Oh, like, God, yeah. I'm going to brag about my $5 dress with pockets before I ever go out and be like, man, I just spent $3,000 on this Prada bag. And it rips in two days. Yeah, see, I just can't do that. And, you know, like, so teach their own. I don't care if you go and do that. If that makes you happy, that makes you happy. But that's not that's not for me. No. But you should not look down on others. Because they don't have what you have. Exactly. It's not about materialistic and things. And you know what? Just because you have those, a lot of people, a lot of people I know that have all this materialistic stuff are the most unhappy people because you know why they base their stuff off materialistic things, off money, like money value. Money can't buy you love unless yeah. it's a hooker. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going to say, it depends <laughs> on where you're at. <laughs> what kind of desperate situation are we in? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. I mean, I've thought about it. No, I'm not totally kidding. No, no. We don't live in places like that. But no, go out there and give compliments. And Exactly, yeah. Like tomorrow, like, or today, after you get done listening to this, go give somebody a compliment. Be nice. Yeah, yeah. Be the good. Hashtag be the good. That's what I'll Oh, there we go. Hashtag be the good. And even tag us. Yeah. And something that you, you've done that's good. But do it out of the kindness of your own heart, you know, because you want to, you know, it's, it's good to do things out of the kindness of your own heart, paying it forward. 
Yes, paying it forward. Or yes. I watched Ellen the other day where this girl was saying paying it backwards. Paying it backwards. <laughs> yeah. She had her wisdom teeth removed and she was... Yeah. 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 I love that show. That's I do show. too. But um, anything else you want to add? I mean... No, just... Just empower each other. We're here. We get so much more done when we back each other up and we help each other and we, we help plant such good roots to watch each other grow because there's no better thing than seeing the people around you have a success and a happy life. Yeah. You know, you guys are all beautiful. We are all beautiful. Exactly. And we're not alone. And screw anyone that says otherwise. Okay. That's the mindset you gotta have. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you can help Becky fix her crown, but if Becky doesn't want to fix your crown back, fuck Becky. Yeah. Fuck Becky. (laughs) because like i said we're here to build each other up not tear each other down let's be the good i know i keep saying that but let's be the good seriously yes that's a good be the best you that you can be Mm -hmm. make good choices be smart make good choices but that's gonna go ahead and wrap up our podcast yeah that'll finish up our episode eight girl power girl power um i just touched base on a few things you know womanly wise and we're a little sad because just two more episodes away and it's our season finale and we'll take a couple weeks off and get ready for season two but we'll talk more about that later let's oh god it's gonna be let's lots of fun let's not get sad <laughs> all right guys but thank you so much for tuning in yeah. we appreciate it we do have our uh listener support down at the bottom if you'd like to help us you know get be, better equipment make be our better studio a little bit better <laughs> and we're actually doing really good so far. We actually learned how to do two mics instead yes, of one. Yes, yes. So we're using both our mics now instead of, you know, hovering around one. But hey, we worked with what we had, and that's what you got to do. That's how and we all start but out. Slowly getting there. We all grow. But thank you guys for tuning in. We will yeah. catch you next week. Bye. Ow. <laughs>